Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Doyle. And I've got some things to say tonight. Um, the topic I want to uh, bring up uh, is no-knock warrants. Um, and there's some, some things I wanted to kind of share sort of to spark some of the discussion tonight. Um, the no-knock warrants were uh, not even heard of, and, and there has been knock and announce uh, court cases in place uh, in co English common law uh, since uh, 1604 was not aware of that. And then in the United States, the United States Supreme Court ruled in 1958 in Miller versus the United States that police must give notice before making a forced entry. And that's even been codified in the U.S. federal criminal law in 18 U.S.C. subsection 3109. Uh, and that sounds pretty, pretty cut and dry to me. But there were a couple of court cases uh, a little more recent than, than these, uh, the English common law and, and the U.S. Supreme Court in Wilson versus Arkansas in 1995. The court created an exception to prevent the destruction of evidence. And in Hudson versus Michigan in 2006, the court by 5-4 vote, very close, held the exclusionary rule does not require the suppression of evidence police sees during an, an illegal forced entry which kind of seems a little odd to me. If it's an illegal forced entry, they can still use the, the, the evidence. Um, I'm not an, a law expert by any means, but um, the fruit of the poisonous tree seems to, to be applicable here. Well, not, yeah, um, not only that, um, if, it's an, uh, un, if it's an illegal search area, then by law, not, not just precedent, not just precedent, but by law, things there don't exist, whether they're legal or not legal, right? Because that's, that's private area. And so private area right. has no public knowledge, so it can't exist by law. So, so we, see, we see some things here that just seem very um, uh, wrong and, and inappropriate. Uh, but even beyond that, let's uh, look at what has transpired. In 1981, there were 3,000 no-knock raids in the United States. 3,000, right? That sounded like a, a tremendous number. In 2005, that number had gone up to 50,000. And these are according to a criminologist, Peter Kraska at Eastern Kentucky University. Um, there have been raids that have led to uh, innocent deaths or deaths of innocent people. In uh, the early 1980s, 40 bystanders, bystanders, not even the target, had wow. been killed. Uh, this is according to the Cato Institute. Um, and here's something that's very unsettling. In the state of Utah, no-knock warrants make up about 40% of all warrants issued. 40%? Yep, yep. And in Maryland, 90% of SWAT deployments uh, were to serve search warrants with two-thirds through forced entry. So you're looking at, what, two-thirds of 90%. So you're looking at, at uh, 60, uh, uh, 60 of all SWAT deployments were uh, basically no knock forced entry warrants. Something about that. This doesn't smell good. Doesn't, right. <laughs> doesn't feel right. Right. I mean, that sort of flies in the face of, of, of a lot of our, uh, understood constitutional protections. So sure. what, what, what's, what's your take on, on, on that? And, and is there anything present day that, that I think is relevant? You, you might think is relevant. Yeah. Well, certainly there's a couple of pretty high profile recent cases that involve no knock warrants. Um, that uh, I think we probably want to get into and kind of flesh out a little bit. But one thing that I want to highlight here that was kind of, uh, you mentioned, uh, and you mentioned it in the very 
legal sense of the reasoning for no-knock warrants is to prevent the destruction of evidence. So let's let's uh, let's think about this for a little bit and try to understand what that means, uh, because the idea is that um, if there's a uh, an, a knock and announce warrant that the perpetrator of whatever crime the warrant is for uh, will be trying to in that period of time between the knock and announce and the uh, you know opening the door or whatever um, will try to destroy evidence. So let's think about the things that could be in someone's possession that might be worthy or or you know cause a, a, a warrant to be obtained for uh, uh, you know execution at, at that um, residence. So they could have uh, uh, kidnapped someone. Right, mm-hmm. they could have um, illegal uh, goods. They could have, you know, stolen things. Right, they could have um, uh, other kinds of, of of illegal goods of different classes that are, you know, more spoken about in law, like guns. Right, they could have mm-hmm. illegal guns. Uh, so not just stolen, but you know, they just legally can't have them for some reason or another, depending on the the jurisdiction. Uh, they could have another type of legal good that is especially uh, called out in law: drugs, right? Things that are you know on the the uh, DA drug schedule, um, or was it the FDA or uh, DA? Whatever, whatever three letter sure. acronym organization <laughs> keeps the drug schedule. It's drug enforcement agencies, so probably the DEA. Yeah, that's what I would expect. Um, and so. Uh, so it's one of those things. Are there any others that you can think of that I didn't list there? Well, um, you know, you stolen goods, people, uh, drugs, things of that sort. I mean, really, that, that covers about all of it. You know, when you're talking about something that's that's within someone's physical control, right? It would, right? And it would have to be inside to destroy it, right? right. So it has to be smaller than uh, let's just say a very large house, even, right? Um, right. Uh, so let, let's take those one by one. If it's a person, you may be able to execute a person before they come into that presence, but can you dispose of that person's corporeal presence before the, the uh, police, you know, after 30 minutes or whatever they give you to open the door, come storming in because they can do that by law at that point. Yeah. Not um, through known methods today, I wouldn't think. But, uh, well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> science fiction kinds of things, but right, zap laser or whatever. Right. Um, so the so probably not that it, it is the intention of these uh, no knock warrants. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about a gun. Mm, you could d- potentially disassemble it really fast if you're good at that, and you could drop all of the pieces into some acid, but then they would see gun parts and acid when they came in. So like, it's almost unlikely that you'd be able to, unless it was like a 3d printed gun or something. Um, then there's a whole other host of things that you'd want to talk about aside from that. So I don't think 3d printed guns is what we're talking about here. And if somebody wants to make a case for that, I'm willing to hear that case and let's talk about it, but I don't think that that's it. So, and it's probably not normal uh, guns either because it's unlikely that they would be taken care of in such a dispatch in such a short period of time. Let's talk about other goods. I don't think people are worried about, uh, you know, busting into a house because somebody stole a TV that they may destroy to, to prove that they didn't steal a TV, right? 
And if so, again, I, 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 let's have that conversation, and then we can we can chastise those law enforcement and those courts for having such a small mental capacity that they think that that's a reasonable course of action in such a scenario. Um, so then we come to what uh, drugs, right? Well, well, there's one more that, that you and I both should be a little bit of embarrassed that we didn't think about it. digital, uh, digital goods of sport. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. Now pirated movies or other, uh, uh, you know, a DRM, a DR, a digital right, you know, protected or copyright protected digital right. assets of sorts. Sure. Sure. Um, so, uh, that could easily be destroyed between the time. Sure. Uh, so, so ma- maybe we should talk about that, right? Because that, that could be a, a, a case where, uh, that there could have that that level of criticality. So let's set that aside, though. That's actually interesting sure. that you bring that up because I I do want to talk about that one because I've, I've never even thought about that as as a case, and I think that that's an interesting point. Um, so let, let's uh, uh, set that aside. But let, let's talk about drugs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear that that was the intention of this change in law. You go look at the right. the, the cases that spurred it; those were drug cases. Mm-hmm. Clearly, and so the whole idea here is that oh yeah, they got a whole bunch of cocaine or whatever, and then you know they're gonna uh, if they don't immediately bust down the door, take them by surprise, and grab the contraband, they're just gonna dump it down the toilet, flush the toilet, and hey, what are you talking about? I, don't, I have no idea what you mean, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, okay, so that's fine. It's drugs. So then, then we need to say that if that's the case, we care about. Why do we care about this? That. Uh, that they may be able to completely eliminate their what they have on hand by the time the cops come in. So that means that this person has a supply of drugs that is not enormous. So even if they're a dealer, they're like a street level dealer. They're not like some. They're not a runner. They're not like you know. You know. They're not a mule unless they're like a really right. small small you know volume mule or anything like that. So you're talking about busting at best. At best, street level dealers, mm-hmm. um, and so really, you think that it's a, a good use and risk of people's lives. Not not just the, uh, and I'm not talking about the people who are potentially, uh, um, you know, have the drugs. Whether you agree with that or not, whether whether they have it or not, and whether you know they've been proven to have it or be, be doing things illegal or not. Even putting that aside, you think it's a good use and risk of those law enforcement officers' lives to do such a thing. Knowing that that if it is a drug dealer, that they have it's a high likelihood they have a gun for their own personal protection, and not from cops necessarily, but other dealers, you know, uh, uh, competition, gangs, because often there's a high prevalence of gang involvement when it comes to drug dealing. It's like the risk factors here are off the charts, just so that you can get a drug bust. That makes very little sense to me. Um, and and uh, number one, even doing those kinds of busts are, are extremely high risk anyway under any kind of circumstances. Um, and then why would you want to do something that just, in my, from my perspective, exponentially increases the risk that something bad's going to happen? That just seems like poor law enforcement, regardless if the courts allow it, if the law allows it. It just seems like a poor technical approach to law enforcement, personally. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Dwell? You know, I, I think the anytime I think about uh, this 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 kind of, of topic where you you know you, one will will think in terms of the why behind it, yeah. um, and in in a greater sense, right? I mean, because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about that one particular potential or or perceived perpetrator of sorts, and they're the risk 
to, to others or whatever, but we're talking about sort of in general, yeah. the, the why behind it. Um, I, I don't think we can escape the fact that it's, it's to make somebody's job a little easier. Right. Because because in reality, to your point about why would law enforcement do that, the, the their their uh, uh, as principled as, as, as you know, I, I have no uh, qualms at all with with police. I think I think most police uh, officers and, and, and leaders and management are good hearted people. They have good intentions, but uh, just like uh, anyone else, they're human first. Right. And so they're going to want to do things that make their lives easier, their jobs easier, make them more successful. And, and not necessarily in a in a personal uh, 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 aggrandizement kind of way, but in, but in a professional way. They want to be well, successful. They want to accomplish the goals of their profession. It's, it's, it's part. And at some point, I want us to get to a real meaty discussion about this topic in particular. But it's just a, a, about the incentive structure. What, what sure. are the incentives that they're operating uh, by, and uh, how does this either increase incentives or make uh, uh, or, or decrease incentives, right, in certain ways to, that that causes behavior one direction or another? And it's just sure. it, it 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 creates incentives for. I, I will say it sloppy police work, just period. That, that's my sure. opinion on it. Yeah, I, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, in but my, my point was that that is the result, that is the outcome. Yeah, but it starts from a from a from a a, a, a good intention spot, and that's a phrase we've used a couple of times. <laughs> I'm about to say we, this is a recurring theme. <laughs> right, it's path and, to and somewhere. I, <laughs> I mean, I think you you and I both uh, on numerous occasions have expressed. Uh, uh, an optimism about uh, about the goodness in in people. Sure, right? and th- there are there are those that have no th- that don't have that natural goodness, right? There are those that are that are evil. Uh, let's just be real. Uh, but by and large, we're talking about not the evil because the answer there is much clearer, right? You fight evil in in the way it needs to be fought head on, you know, with with with. Uh, 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 I won't say annihilation, but that sounds kind of kind of harsh. But but with with at least containment of that evil, and whereas on the other side, you know, you're it, it's harder to it's harder to 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 fight or uh, or to address in in a way that is constructive, right? Because it's so easy to immediately go to the result is um, uh, you know less than optimal or it's it's you know flawed, right? Because yeah. of it went it went past or beyond the the pale of 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 uh acceptability or sure. or to, to to natural law as you've as you've used before it's you know there's a there's a there's a natural law that's you know something is is right or it's not and or it's good or it's not and it's not a matter of well it's right for you, but it's not right for me. That right. kind of thing. It's, it's, there's, there's this, this absoluteness about it, I, I believe. Um, and, and I think with the, the police, they get so, uh, they can get uh, immune to, well, their goal is admirable to get the bad guys, that the method and the means to get there, well, it's okay to, to, to skirt the lines and, and go over the lines a little bit, as long as you know, you're getting to the, to the result. But the, the problem becoming- is, is it's not even any means necessary though, right? You know, it's one thing if you want to set up that situation and argue for any means necessary, but that's not even what we're, we have here. We have uh, any means expedient and that's, that's the right. worst possible situation. 
Sure, sure. Because then it then it removes the uh, motivation or the, or the incentive, as you said earlier, it removes the incentive to want to ensure you do it the absolute correct way. Because right, right, right. And and that's that's something that that uh, you know the most of us want to do things as as expediently and as quickly as we can, uh, but we also want to do it right, whatever it is. And and I think the, the holding the police to that account is is okay, but when there's the 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 all the the branches, you know, the law enforcement, you know, the the the, the legislative, the judicial, and the the uh, executive, which you know, be the law enforcement, the judge, and and the prosecution, um, uh, or the the lawmakers, when they're all uh, in cahoots, so to speak, when they're all seeing the 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 picture in the same way. Then, then you get uh, um, you get some groupthink going on. Well, well yeah, yeah. That's just, we've got to do that. We have no choice but do that. Which is which is no knock warrant should be you have no choice, right? And it's and it's obvious by just a few facts that that we've we've discussed here tonight that it's gone from three thousand recorded uh, no knock warrant raids in nineteen eighty one to fifty thousand in two thousand five, and who knows how many there are now? So you know, in, in the, the last the, twenty years. Couple things I want to talk about real quick, rapid fire, because you 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 hit a lot of things that right. triggered thoughts in my mind. First, you're talking about fighting evil. The only way to fight evil is to neuter it. You can't fight it head on the way that you were kind of describing. You you can right. excuse me, you can fight it head on, but that's in the long run that's going to be more pain, more suffering for everybody involved. The what you have to do is you have to disempower the evil. Um, uh, two uh, talking about. Um, you know, everybody tries to do you know things the most expedient way possible, but the the problem is. Uh, 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 everybody, and, and most especially the people who are law enforcement, should uh, treat their role as much, much, much more sensitive in the things that they do than the average person. And if they mm-hmm. don't, then they are they are uh, disrespecting the level of power that they've been, uh, you know, been th- that's been put on them, right? And and if that's also the case. Then everybody, and, and to my not myself included in this number, everybody who's extremely skeptical of the police has been given every even more reason to be so. And I'm I, let me let me be clear though. I my skepticism with the police, and this is the rule aside. I just want to clarify this because I've never really talked about this before. My skepticism with uh, with the police is skepticism with the power structure, not with the people who are police. I, right. I personally right. know several people that are police officers, some of the greatest people I know, and I know their intention is pure, but that doesn't mean that in the heat of the moment they're going to make a, a, a snap decision that is the wrong decision, not just by an accident, but just because of groupthink, like you're saying. They just, they're just they there all the time. They can't help but absorb this way of thinking or that you know they've been taught something that really is not right, and we just don't have line of sight that they're being taught some things that are just not right. So my, mm-hmm. like I said, my skepticism is with the power structure and not uh, and, and and not in the sense that there is a power structure not it's not it at all right i'm not some like you know radical uh anti hierarchy sort of uh person um i i think that uh you know there's there's good cause for hierarchy in certain times and i think they should be voluntary all of them but uh the, the being uh having that sort of power differential in a, in a police officer versus the normal uh citizen they must they must take 
infinitely more care about the things that they do with their position than the regular person does because mm-hmm. of what impact they can cause. So that's my, my say for that. The third thing that I wanted to say is you're talking about, um, and it's also off that same point about doing things that are most expedient as possible. Well, it's harder for people to see that with law enforcement because it's like, uh, you know, small scale, like one person, two person. Uh, but it's easy if you say, well, what about war, right? We wouldn't do something akin to a no-knock warrant in war ever. I mean, we, we get close to it with, like, non-declared wars and things like that. But, I mean, we wouldn't uh, – there's always – except for, like, CIA, CIA, like, black ops and wet ops and stuff like that, if you, if you take that out – we basically always have, at a bare minimum, a lot of saber rattling before we do any kind of military action, right? Even if it's not, you know, Congress sanctioned war, even, no matter what it is. Um, so there's at least that. That's more than that's happening here with these no knock warrants, right? And it's it's really ridiculous. And everybody, everybody would see the despicableness of just dropping into a, a, a country saying America F yeah and firing guns at, at somebody, right? Everybody knows mm-hmm. that's completely wrong. This is exactly what's happening here. Basically, somebody's having their private home environment. You can say that, yeah, they're a criminal and they this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter. The law says they are not. The law says they are not. So somebody who is not a criminal at home in a private location is being like, you know, somebody's rappelling in off a helicopter. I mean, that's not literally what they're doing. I'm saying this for effect. But it's like they're rappelling in off a helicopter coming in, you know, uh, Santa Claus style through the chimney and saying, what up, firing the gun? Again, that's for dramatic effect. But it's the same principle. Somebody's coming into your private space. What do you think you're going to do, right? And somebody does that to me, I'm... You're going to be prepared for that. That's all I'm going to say. And and, yep. and we have legal ways of being prepared in this country that have fatal and sad consequences if that is done in mistake or or poorly. Sure, sure. Anyway. And, and and I think I think uh, we we would agree that that that's uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, tragic results. Unintended and tragic yeah. results, right? We we actually mentioned some of the some of the statistics where the number of people bystanders that have uh, been killed uh, and have died as a result of these no knock warrants. They were supposedly innocent by, by by being called a bystander and not a perpetrator or a suspect. Um, so they were they were innocent bystanders that uh, were the consequences were they lost their lives, even even if everything else would had been okay and acceptable that is an, is an unacceptable outcome which you know uh in in the current situation with the 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 coronavirus uh, uh pandemic that we're dealing with sort of raises the question that has come up many times there and, and i won't chase that uh, uh point but uh but you know it's it's how many deaths are okay for this to happen and and, and for the for the uh, outcomes, which, you know, I think we started this, uh, off with what are the typical circumstances? And so you end up talking very likely it's a drug case. Right. And so how many lives, uh, are, are uh, not to say that the law enforcement shouldn't attempt to get the drug, uh, uh offender, whether, whether they're a dealer or whatever, not that they shouldn't be dealt with according to the law as they're written, but do it in a way that doesn't cause uh, undue risk to, to them as well. I mean, them and the police, the, 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 
suspect and the police as well as anybody innocent uh, 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 bystanding in that particular situation, which, uh, uh, you know, I, I think in recent uh, months, there have been uh, cases or cases where that's happened or situations where that's happened. Sure. <clears throat> and, and I don't think anyone would disagree that that's tragic um, and, and should cause everybody to pause and take a step back and, and think, right. And, and the sad part, another sad part of this, this whole topic and whole situation is that the, the people of this country of the United States, um, really have no say in this. This is, this is, uh, a point and a topic that has, uh, have no direct say day to day. This is something that came up through case law and this is through, judges who have for through one method or means or mechanism or another made it a, a human inter, uh, interpretation now granted they're supposed to be well reasoned and well founded and based on you know good foundational legal principles uh, based on the number one by the constitution and then the statutes of of the of the uh, of jurisdiction and and but then on just just common sense principles as well and and I think sometimes that's the part that's that's missing most, and that's common sense. Well, I mean, we've even talked on this podcast in earlier episodes about judges who use the, their bench as a uh, throne from which they uh, issue, you know, a- activist causes, you know, and, and sure. rulings for activist causes. And it's like that's that's wrong. And, and what again? What can we do about it? Um, you can say, "Oh yeah, you have a voice to to if it's a v- judge that got voted in, you can vote them out." And it's like, well, that's too late. They've already you know done that. And it's like, what if I didn't vote for them in the first place? It, 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 and I'm still subjected to that. So what are you saying? You're saying that other people have uh, any kind of dominion over my rights? That's literally what you're saying. Sure. And and yep. it's like Absolutely. that's kind of messed up. I mean, it's not kind of messed. It's very messed up. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, again, that that would take us down another road if we were to talk about that. One thing, though, I want to mention before we talk about some of these cases more specifically, the, some of the recent ones, is that all of this bloodshed and potential bloodshed with the risks that are being you know undertaken in such a cavalier approach to you know uh, executing warrants is that. You're 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 want to trade all this or risk all this for a drug dealer? Like I understand if you really hate drugs and you think they're an abomination on earth, that's fine. Do you think human death is worse than drugs, or is or drug drugs being there worse than human death? Right. right? If you really believe that drugs are terrible and abomination, and and we need to do everything to stop we can to stop it, that's fine. How many people are you willing to have die for that? Right? How many innocent people are you willing to have die for that? How many law enforcement officers are you willing to have die for that? Right? And, and, and if that answer is more than zero, their blood is on your hands. Their blood is on your hands. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, a valid point uh, and very timely point as well. Uh, you know, quite frankly, you know, we've, 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 uh, I've heard that phrase, very similar use of that phrase uh, out of this context into a different context used in the same way. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, I think this one, uh, this particular one is, is one that is sort of riding below the, the radar to a certain extent, right? I don't yeah. think the general public knows. I, I, quite honestly, until I began to research this a little bit, I didn't know how recent uh, 
these no-knock warrants uh, were. Of course, you know, I'd seen them on some of the cop shows and, you know, I thought that they had been around for a long time. I thought that was just sort of a, you know, a special rare case situation that, that came up. And what I have found out uh, is it's not as rare as I thought it was. And it's not as special a case. In fact, it's a pretty unspecial case, if that's, if that's a way to phrase it. You know, pretty ordinary case, right? Well, and and for, primarily it's drugs, right? It's common or, enough. Or it's a, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. It's it's common enough that there are a large amount of well-documented cases where the no-knock warrant was served on the wrong address. Absolutely. I'm not talking about one. I'm not talking about two. I'm not talking about ten. A large amount of well-documented cases, not just primary primary documentation from the, the police officers. I mean, uh, accounts like second-hand, third-hand, uh, 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 not third-hand, First person accounts, people in it, and second person accounts, people seeing it um, uh, on news, you know, in the local newspapers. You can look this stuff up, and it's just ridiculous that, oh, one that I'm, I had thought of recently, and this is going to sound anecdotal because I don't have the names or the locations, but uh, I had watched an interview that was on the local news about it, and the guy who they, you know, uh, who they'd raided effectively, um, it, the the street number was not even the same. It was the same street, uh, but it was like two houses down or something. And they they had told them that the house was brick and there was a white car there. That's all they went on to go and just you know uh, uh, tally ho into this person's house with guns drawn on this dude who had four kids. Yep. Four kids. What if a kid had run out there and they just shot the kid? Or or whatever or or the uh, and, and the the guy was a gun owner right and he he said he he came around the corner and saw them all coming in with guns and he turned around and dropped his gun or whatever it was that he he because he was he's like I'm not dying today and then my kids aren't going to die today you know that sort of thing um, and he didn't realize they were police until they got real close to him because you know shining lights and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. wait a second they, he didn't even know they were police that's ridiculous so yeah. it's like and, and it's a completely wrong house. It could have ended in a bloodbath. Thank goodness nobody got hurt. I, they they messed up his door, right? Because they just like straight up kicked it in. Um, uh, I don't know. That's just frustrating to think about. But not as frustrating as some of these cases we were talking about. So do you want to you know, talk specifically about some? Well, yeah, you, you had mentioned to me, and, and, and I had, had so for some reason, missed this, the first one, the one, the case of uh, Duncan Lamp. Uh, it was over in North Carolina or South Carolina, over on the, the eastern uh, uh, coast somewhere. I can't yeah. remember exactly the, the state he was, it was from, where this individual was. Uh, uh, Maryland. Maryland. Okay. So I knew it was on the eastern seaboard. Um, and, and that he was, you know, the, the police uh, executed a no-knock warrant. Uh, and if I'm if I'm correct, it was based on uh, one person's word that he might have something of uh, 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 amiss. Well, and, we don't we don't even know. It was an anonymous tip. So okay. for all we know, it could have been a generated recording. Right. I mean that's that's an extreme thing, but the point is remains that they, there was no verification of who gave the tip. Right. And uh, if memory serves me correctly, he was he was a uh, a, a legal gun owner. He was uh, had had his uh, license for to own his gun that he had. And when the police came in uh, unannounced, he did what any 
uh, armed or any gun owner would do if, if they felt uh, uh, put upon. He reacted. And uh, uh, in, the end of the state of that was, was he was killed. Um, and it come to find out that the, there was no, I think there were no drugs or no anything that he was uh, uh, purported to have, have had there. Um, uh, and to use the phrase, he was probably squeaky clean um, with one exception. And, and that was he had a, a strong uh, uh, philosophical and political lean that, uh, you know, some think that might have been uh, uh, at least some part of the cause of, of uh, the, the angst and the, the, the problem for him. There's one there's one other thing that uh, while I, I, I you can have whatever opinions you want on this. But as far as I understand it, there's one other thing that could be held against him. And that's again, though, it's his private property. So whatever you think about this, you think uh, he had a booby trap set up as far as I understand. Yeah. Um, right. So that is illegal under the letter of the law to have your own house even booby trapped. Uh, for this precise reason, if cops have to come in and they get injured or whatever, that's the only reason that that's illegal. Um, but it, it's hard to look at what happened and take that as as a bad or the word illegal becomes real funny here, right? Mm-hmm. Because like he had really good reason to have that booby trap then, right? Clearly, apparently. Apparently, right. yeah. So I have no problems with. I, personally, I have no problems with the idea of, of people booby trapping their own house. I, I think it's 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 silly because what's going to happen? Stuff like this, it's just going to happen. So right. you know. So you you can't set a booby trap to protect against some invasion uh, by authorities. Uh no, but from anybody like so you well, can, you, even if your reason is is for like thieves or whatever, uh, you can't do that because authorities might have to come in and they may get. They may set off the trap, but but that's my point. That, that's yeah. that's the reason. That the 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 ultimate reason is as as you as you alluded to early on is so that the authorities would be protected if they had to come in. Right, right. I mean, because by and large, uh, most people, m- most common day folk, so to speak, if they heard of if if someone had a booby trap set up to protect their home and someone tried to literally really tried to break in some with, with, you know, uh, illegal intentions, you know, to steal or to rob or hurt or maim. Well, at that point, it doesn't matter what their intentions are. They've already committed an illegal act by breaking and entering right, two, two illegal I'm, acts. I'm, actually, <laughs> you know, some people, some people will, well, well, they were just trying to get some food. So, you know, it's one thing, or they were just trying to, they, he's, he's a druggie and was getting a TV to go sell it or something, you know, versus the hard thing, you know, come in and, and we've known of the case cases where, you know, children have been kidnapped, you know, right. trying to protect, I mean, people go, yeah, if you can protect your children, you know, to, to whatever extent. And, and most people would uh, protect them to whatever extent. But my, my, my point being that most people wouldn't have a bit bad taste in their mouth if something like that were to happen. And, and the criminal were the one that were injured. Right. Yeah. That's sort of my point. And, and that it, it takes on a different uh, a tenor if it's a law enforcement official, whether they're doing something that's legal or uh, authorized. And I use those terms intentionally right? well that's legal. why i said legal becomes really funny right i mean right. Uh, because i mean there uh, at some point you have to make a distinction by this and and i uh i think i was speaking with my wife about this or, or somebody recently it may have even been you but i don't know you have to remind me if it was you um that there's a difference between something being a statute and 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 oh, yeah. in code and then something being legal right right 
Because you can put something in, in code that tries to violate a natural law, like literal, outright natural law. You, you can say that's the law all day. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You're just wrong. That's why I, I think that so much of the law of the United States is just ridiculous, like literally ridiculous, worthy of ridicule because it, it purports to be the law when it just in and of itself on its face violates any real natural law that any anybody should want to uh, anybody should want to accept because it's for their own freedom sure sure yeah yeah we had that conversation yeah, uh, a few days ago um and and i and i agree with it right i mean we have been so conditioned to think of the statutes of various uh, uh, governmental jurisdictions, regardless, you know, even if they're a municipal code or, or you know, the, the state code or the federal uh, code, uh, we've been conditioned to believe and understand and define and use the terms that, well, it's in, if it's in those statutes, in those codes, then it's, it's legal, right? Which your point is, no, that just makes it uh, enforceable by right. the law enforcement agencies, yep. not necessarily purely whether it's legal or not, because there's a there's a, a greater law that determines what's legal. And uh, you know, uh, as a as a Christian and a believer, uh, there's a phrase that uh, you know I've heard used before, and, and it says, you know, um, uh, God said it, I believe it, so that settles it. But <laughs> no, the reality is. God said it, that settles it. It doesn't matter whether I believe it or not. And so I think the whole thing about, about legal is it doesn't matter what I think about it or say about it or what a judge or anyone, if it's legal, if it follows the natural law, uh, then it's legal. If it violates the natural law, as you said earlier, then it's, it's illegal. And here's the thing that I think is an, an interesting intersection. Uh, you bring up about being a uh, uh, a believer in God. And I think that regardless of that, you can understand that there's a law beyond human law, right? That, that's pretty clear, right? Even, even in, in nature with physics. And when I say natural law, I don't mean necessarily in within the confines of physical nature, right? I mean, all of nature and reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but even within the confines of physical nature, I mean, you look at law of gravity and, and things like that. It's like that's true, right? There, there's a truth about that that that's when we know that that's true anywhere in the universe. Gravity is exerting anywhere in the universe. That's part of mm -hmm. the the law. Um, and so it's the same way with the when I call say the natural law. That's what I mean. And I and I think what's inter the interesting intersection here, like I said, you you don't, you can uh, I, that. I think no, I don't think that is true, regardless of what you want to think or believe about it. And and I'm not talking about God or anything. I'm talking about natural law. But the right. interesting intersection that I want to bring up here is for people who do believe in God. I I, I would uh, encourage you to think and do some research on the language of not just the Bible, but all all holy books that are ancient, and think about things how either even parts of the Bible where God's referred to as the law. You have Jesus as the word and God is the law. And that means something. And there's something beyond just those words being used. Because when you're a kid and you hear that, that just sounds funny. You're like, that doesn't mean anything sure. to me. 
but there's there's way deeper meaning there than just oh it's coincidental that yeah god you know is the law or issued the law makes the law or whatever that and you know us calling god the law it's like no personally my belief is that those two things are literally the same thing and sure. they're inseparable uh, you know it, it actually when you know with with that uh, uh, uh concept that idea that that principle it, it certainly strengthens a lot of the other things that uh come out of uh, out of a spiritual and godly belief right sure the uh, the it doesn't matter what uh what uh, uh caesar says right i mean it's exactly like when jesus says render unto caesar that which is caesar but yeah. render unto god that which is god's and 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 i think that's that's another uh, word example, you know, literally using you know Jesus as the word to to demonstrate that, and that, that's pretty compelling. I had never, I mean, I've, I've heard that all my life, and I'm uh, at least thirty nine years old. I've heard that term about God as the law and, and Jesus as the word, not together, but in different times. But when you pull it together, it does tie the the uh, the, the totality uh, uh, more clearly together. And the law, and I don't want this to get to become like a real esoteric podcast right now, but I want to go one more step into this because if we're here, this is interesting to to take the next step. Uh, The next step is that um, since if we uh, uh, since we're thinking about God as the law and Jesus as the Word, the law transcends human ability to understand and to speak and the word allows humans to speak the law so we can come and we can say the word of god here in this place and that's how we br- begin the process of bringing heaven onto earth is by speaking the law of god here on this planet in this place anyway the <laughs> that's cool that's cool i know i'm with that that's a that's pretty compelling pretty compelling um so anyway uh back to the the topic at hand um and and a little more much much more grave and and, and um uh sober uh somber. yeah sober and somber um is this this duncan Lim situation it's just sad because like he was he was at home with i think his mom was there and then like his girlfriend who was pregnant uh, with his child and it's like oh my goodness how and and he uh, at least only one person died in all of this situation that is the mm-hmm. only uh uh redeeming not, it's not redeeming the only um thing to save it from being a you know unending unending travesty i mean it's a travesty don't get me wrong it's hard to make gradations there right but I, yeah. you know it, it could ever all of all of them the police officers or law enforcement officers also could have ended up dead because everybody had guns that sort of thing so you just never know what could happen um, i think what the deal was that the reason why it wasn't any worse than it was was that uh they threw flashbangs in and so of course that disorients so many people and that's why they were able to take him down um but as far as i understand it one of the flashbangs almost hit the girlfriend Mm. and like and if that thing had hit and like and exploded on her who knows what that would have done maybe could have you know really injured the baby could have seriously injured her clearly um dude that's just bad bad so so it made that that sort of makes you wonder yeah, you know, not wonder. Maybe wonder is not strong enough a word. It makes me worry. Um, could that happen to me? 
could that happen sure. to you? And, you know, because uh, notwithstanding, you know, the, the, what I mentioned earlier about his, his views, his political views and, 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 and things, uh, notwithstanding, not that that would justify no matter if one was on the left or on the right, that does not justify it, but uh, it, it was unfounded, uh, obviously, or at least it, it appears or, that everything about that was totally unfounded. Yeah. Um, and could that happen to someone else? Someone, you, someone else get angry at you for whatever reason, and and you know make a uh, an anonymous tip to the police and say, you know, hey, I, I saw it, and and I'm I'm afraid for my life, and you right. know and that's the reason I'm doing this anonymously. So you know, it, and then the police take it seriously, right? Maybe there's some other rationale, you know, uh, even if there's not, but if that's if that's all there is, and then they take this kind of action uh, uh, for for innocent people. Um, uh, that would be, that would be, uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this, this situation is one that will cause, um, the overseers to, to pause and think, uh, more thoroughly through these snap decisions, right? About, uh, because one of the, the, the examples that I, I mentioned earlier, um, uh, on a no-knock warrant, uh, it was, I didn't mention it yet. I think it was one down in, in uh, uh, Colorado or whatever. The, the warrant was a no-knock warrant that was executed at 2.23 a.m., right? Most people, not all these days, but, but most people, that's, that's normal sleep time. So they're very, uh, uh, you know, uh, they're out and they're not, I mean, you know, they're, they're yeah. asleep. They're, they're not active. So by virtue of that, the whole no-knock warrant becomes moot. It's not necessary because that there's not imminent uh, risk of of the destruction of, of of evidence or anything like that, which which still seems very uh, uh, insufficient as as a reason. Sure, uh, the Duncan Lem thing was at four thirty a.m. Four thirty a.m. Yeah, right. And there was there was another one that uh, I had uh, had seen in my notes, and right now I can't. Uh, oh, this was one in oh, Georgia. Uh, the deputy uh, got a no-knock warrant waking a county magistrate at, at night and made inaccurate sworn statements. And then it was a pre-dawn at 2.25 a.m. I missed it by a couple of minutes. That the, is SWAT team, the SWAT team ran through um, and exploded in a 19-month-old child's playpen. It didn't, it didn't kill him, but he had uh, terrible, terrible in, inju- injuries. Uh, you know, internal and external uh, by false information that a deputy uh, presented to a magistrate in the middle of the night. So first of all, you know, a magistrate, no one is going to be uh, awakened awakened in the middle of the night and be uh, of the best frame of mind to make that kind of a serious decision. Right. Right. Even the Supreme Court doesn't make decisions like that. Right. And they're the quote unquote uh, allegedly, supposedly the most qualified to make far reaching decisions of that sort. So, you know, you end up having people that are, uh, accustomed to much, you know, traffic, uh, uh, traffic offenses or, or minor, you know, personal, you know, uh, uh, batteries and things of that sort and theft and shoplifting and making these kinds of life and death decisions, um, you know, in, in the middle of the night. And I mean, so that's, uh, uh, and then the the 
real bad part about the um, Duncan Lim situation is that that warrant was issued on the basis, and I think uh, we didn't mention the, haven't mentioned this yet, was issued on the basis of a single anonymous tip that came in three months earlier. Yeah. That is it. And so the warrant was for confis- confiscation of uh, illegally uh, uh, possessed firearms. Okay, so let, let's go through this. One anonymous tip, they don't know who said it, basically said this dude's got guns he shouldn't have. All right? Let's just say, yeah, let's get a warrant for that and let's go get those guns. Why does it have to be no-knock? Oh, he's got guns. Okay, well, you know that he's he doesn't live there alone. This was known knowledge that his, his uh, I think his mother lived there and then his girlfriend, uh, who happened to be pregnant. Um why wouldn't you just stake out the house, wait till he leaves, and then serve the warrant? Knock and serve it. Like, why? Why? And why? Why do you want to do this while he's there, while he's asleep, knowing that you're going into a situation where there's guns? Because that's the whole point here. It's the whole claim. That is some of the dumbest decision making I've ever heard of in my life. Coming from not only uh, the people issuing the warrant, or you know, the judge issuing the warrant, but specifically the people executing the warrant that was issued. It's like, at least if the, the warrant was issued, okay, do it in a sane way. But mm-hmm. what? Why? It makes no sense. Nobody's explained why. Nobody's explained why. Nobody's explained why the warrant was even issued because like, they, what kind of shaky evidence is one anonymous person's claim? Sure. Well, here's the sad part. Unless, unless a different uh agency comes in to investigate and I, and I trust that they have the FBI or some other agency to to uh, do an independent investigation uh they may not may not get the, the truth out and uh, of course uh you know the the uh, constitutional rights apply to these police officers so they'll many of them will probably invoke their constitutional rights to, against self-incrimination and and I wouldn't expect them to, to do otherwise um but the other, the saddest part about that is, is that then there's the other side of the uh, the, the situation with the, with the civil uh, uh, claims that certainly uh, uh, th- this person Duncan Limp's un- uh, unborn child and his 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 girlfriend and his mother uh, would have a claim for you know uh, 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 what's it called a, a wrongful death wrongful death thank you a wrongful death uh, and they won't be able to get the facts. And so the facts will, will not be available, you know, not readily available. And one can just hope and trust that, it, that somewhere the, the accountability uh, will be brought forth in such that at least sufficient amounts of, of facts and truth will come out to have a clearer picture of it. But it may be a long time. I'm not, I'm not as optimistic as you are. And, and here's why there's some additional facts that uh, I want to talk about. And, and you may have read about this. I'm not sure, but um so the police have not released there, there's body cam footage mm-hmm. but they've not released it and this this has been what three months now something like that right and they have not released still have not released it haven't said why they made a they had a press release talking about they're going through internal investigation whatever this that and the other okay sure and that may take a while that's fine um but a one of the local papers, I think it was, um, 
submitted a, que- a set of questions, and all of the questions were not related to this case at all. So what they said was, what is your police department, something like, what's your police department's policy on releasing body cam footage on um, uh, cases that are undergoing internal investigation? You know, that, they didn't say what case. They said, what's your policy? You know, what, what's your precinct's policy? You know, and, and what's your policy about this? What's your policy about that? So it was like wanting to know what they can expect, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the response from the police, the, the PR response was, we've already made a public statement about this case. We have nothing further to add to it. We'll update you when there's more to add. And it's like, what case? The questions weren't about a case. The questions were about your, your precinct policy. Um, and so, uh, there, that was intentional. Mm-hmm. They, because if they, if they said what their policy was, it's probably, we don't have a policy, which is right. real, real, real bad versus them having a policy and that they're violating that it, not having a policy is almost worse than them having a policy that they're violating. Right. And so likely they don't have a policy. Um, and thus they are caught in a really bad situation and they're trying to figure out how to protect themselves. I understand that some measure of this has to be them protecting themselves because if if they're going to maintain their status as you know uh, uh, policing the community, they have to do that. But the reality is, the truth cannot suffer because of that. That is vastly subordinate to the truth, and that's my skepticism and my, my lack of of optimism here. Is I don't believe that they're treating it that way because of that that kind of a disingenuous response. Well, is that, but you're talking about that's the the internal investigation, uh, not not a not a was it the FBI that made that statement or is it no the the, the local agency, uh, mm-hmm. lo- the, yeah. the local so, a local paper asked the local agency what's your policy on this and right. they construed it as them asking about the Duncan Limp case well, well and right and rightfully not rightfully so understandably so they're they're trying to deflect right they're trying to to, to sure to deflect not not acceptably uh, so though no no not acceptably at all i just excuse right. me i said no, I start off right yeah, yeah. So start saying right i didn't mean i meant understandably so right just out of human human nature sure my my optimism isn't about that my optimism uh is about having an external independent agency right when i say and i use the term independent loosely uh when i talk about like you know, uh, uh, you know the the state bureau of investigation or the federal bureau of investigation coming in. I know locally here where 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 I live, the uh, the state uh, bureau of investigation always gets involved when there's a sure. when there's a law enforcement officer involved shooting. Yeah, that's right? pretty it's, common. Yeah, and so even then, I have there's some cautious optimism that that they'll get closer to the truth. But to your point, you know, it's, there's uh, even then there's self-preservation, right? Because, you know, the, these police agencies tend to operate out of the same, under the, a similar code of, 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 uh, of, of, I don't hate to say ethics, but a, a similar code of behavior. Well, I mean, uh, the, this is, this is, uh, public knowledge this is well known uh and this is not even shrunk away from by those individuals and those organizations you know thin blue line right the fraternal order of police i mean just look at the names of these things or the words that they use for these these uh groups and these 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 thoughts um and it's like okay i understand why you want to have those organizations and do those things and i don't have any uh uh 
position against them on their face. But then when you have cases where it does not appear that um, we have really objective, and I'm not claiming that that's happening here, right? Because we, we just don't know, right? There's like a lot we don't know. And that's, that's part of sure. the problem is we're talking without knowing all of what's going to be happening and, and is happening. But there are cases in the past with other situations where it's very clear that even higher up organizations protected, you know, lower level agents of law enforcement. Um, exactly. And, and the thing is, again, it's because it, there's this huge power differential between the common person and even the lowest level law enforcement officer. Um, and again, I don't say that to be uh, derisive of them. I know the the work that they do is difficult, and I'm not trying to say that it isn't. And I sure as heck wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it for many different reasons, not the least of which is because of I know how difficult that kind of work is. Um, at least I know to some degree how difficult that right. kind of work is. Um, and so I, and I'm not trying to be, again, derisive or uh, not trying to take pot shots or anything like that. But that huge power differential has to inherently bring about some skepticism because I don't know you, you aren't me. And so I have to put trust in you. And so that means you have to do an extra, extra, extra big job of being worthy of that trust. Not just a regular job of being worthy of that trust because you carry a gun. You can pull that gun and you can shoot me. And if that's, and if you do that wrongfully, you've got a whole structure here that may, I don't know that it will, but it may not, it shouldn't, but it may come to your support in defense of you shooting me unlawfully, illegally, whatever, against code and statute. Sure. So, so this the the Duncan Lemp case. Lemp case is a situation where uh, uh, he was the target of the uh, uh, of the no knock warrant and, right. and was the was the victim, uh, or at least was the outcome that suffered the outcome. Well, um, he was the victim. Like it- he was, he was. Uh, I'm just what well, I'm. All of them were victims, but I mean, he was the one that paid the ultimate the the, the ultimate sure. uh, right. price in that in that uh, outcome. Um, but what about if the case, if it were a situation where it weren't him, but it was someone else, someone that was, uh, you know, an innocent bystander? We know that occurs because you know the, the statistics that, that we alluded to earlier well, uh, have implied that. That's a sad segue to the other case that we were going to talk about, which is the mm-hmm. uh, Kenneth Taylor and, and uh, or excuse me, Kenneth Walker and Brianna Taylor case, um, and this is what in Texas. Uh, Louisville, no, right. Kentucky. I don't know. Why I'm th- I know why I'm thinking Texas because there's a there was another uh, no knock warrant thing that I was reading mm-hmm. about that was down there. Um, yeah, so this was in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, where um, the uh, the claim is that Kenneth Walker um, had drugs. I don't know if if it was that he was running drugs or dealing drugs or whatever it was, but he had. I'm I'm presuming that it was a dealer because that's generally the only thing you're really going to get a warrant for. You're not going to get one for like simple possession or anything like that. Um, but so let's, let's say he was dealing and that there was evidence that he uh, w- was a dealer and, and probably had uh, drugs. And so this is the the classic scenario for that you would think, okay, yes, this is where they do a no knock warrant because like whatever it is, he just flush it down the toilet, burn it up, I, whatever. I mean, not burn it up. That's probably not going to work, but. Um, mm-hmm too much evidence left still um but yeah so they they're gonna do this this no knock they're gonna they're gonna grab the contraband they're gonna arrest him take him away you know then wipe their hands and they're done um so they do this 
this is an apartment building, mind you, um, which is, you know, a There's lot a of another layer of risk. Yeah, right, because right, those walls aren't stopping any any kind of bullets, uh, right. uh, unless like maybe they're using hollow points, and even then, it's like that's like paper you're shooting through. Um, sure. uh, so anyway, uh, they do this raid. Uh, I don't know what time of day this happened, um, but they do it uh, and end up shooting uh, and get in a shootout and they end up killing his girlfriend brianna taylor who happened to be there with him and uh, i think she was even firing at them uh legal gun owner had her gun owned legally and was legally defending herself um uh the the real rub here is two twofold um uh, the the big one I get well I don't know which one's bigger but the one of them is that there were no drugs in the apartment at all whatsoever uh, and, and no evidence that he destroyed any or had any at all whatsoever um, and then uh, uh, the other uh, situation is that they did this uh, warrant execution in plain clothes what what. <laughs> what? How is that even legal? One, uh, or or by code, by statute, um, and two. Why would you think that that's a good idea? That was just Pretty, another yeah. reason to give people to think that they're getting a home invasion. You scream, you're police, and you're in regular clothes. Heck, no, you're not a poli- police officer coming into my house. I don't care what you say. Sure, I don't know you. Sure. <laughs> no, no one's flashing their badges, and this sort of defeats the whole purpose of. Even if you had a badge, I wouldn't believe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Barely yeah. believe a uniform. <laughs> the, the 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 sad part is these uh, events are occurring, uh, have occurred, uh, and are occurring uh, more frequently. And um, you know we uh, under the principle of of you know history repeats itself because people don't learn from history. I think this is, is some of what we're experiencing here that um, they know they must know. The, the decision makers, the the uh, overseers and the arbiters and the executors of these no-knock warrants must know that the risks are so high and so terminal, so permanent. It's not like, oh, oopsie, I'm sorry, here we're, we're, we made a mistake, everything's okay, go back to go back to bed. You know, it was just it was wrong house, oh, oh, wrong information. We apologize. Um, there, there's there's horrendous harm done. And, uh, and, and certainly the, the worst harm done is the, the, the deaths, but I think a more permanent harm done is, is what it's doing to our society. And, 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 and that is to me is, uh, is the thing that, uh, is, uh, unsettling most, uh, to me when I think in terms of our culture and our society and, and our neighborhoods and, and our lives is that the, 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 the children that are being brought up in this, there's, it's an entirely new normal, uh, on how, how, and, and it does, it's doing nothing to, to draw and so many police departments are wanting to draw back to community, community policing where the police are known and well-known and respected and, and are looked at more as, you know, protectors of the community rather than attackers of the community. Um, and, and it, uh, uh, this, this doesn't help that at all. I, I don't think not, not, not in, in one, one iota. There's no way that, you know, any 
police chief or, or sheriff or head law enforcement officer, whatever it, it might be, uh, or even a judge for that matter, could make the case that, uh, oh, well, these mistakes are okay because we're doing, we're doing okay on, on the other side of things because I don't think that's the case. Not in, not in, in making the, the police uh, uh, more view, viewed more as protectors uh, of the community. Uh, this, especially when you when you when you look at that, uh, the, and I don't know this, so I'm not going to quote it as a fact, but there's probably a disproportionate occurrence of these in uh, some neighborhoods uh, over others. Let's just leave that topic there. <laughs> and sure. Far as, well, I mean, um, uh, we know we know crime itself is 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 uh, is that way. It's it's uh, disproportional, disproportionate in sure. in. Uh, minority neighborhoods and, and it's dealt with differently in minority neighborhoods. Uh, Absolutely. And all. I think, and here's the thing that I'll, I'll say, and this will probably be the last thing that I say about it tonight. Cause I don't want to go around on this too much because like I, 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 I want the <clears throat> understanding of how grave it is that Duncan limp and Brianna Taylor are dead. Innocent people who did not break laws were dead at police officers' hands for no good done. That's terrible, terrible. Even if good were done out of it, I, I, it c- couldn't have been proportional good. the The last thing that I'll say though about these cases is Duncan Limp did nothing wrong. There was no law that he broke, and he was. This warrant was issued for him based on a an anonymous, potentially spurious claim. The police officers and the judge and everybody involved in that in Maryland should be ashamed of themselves and should immediately resign. I don't care if they didn't do anything illegal uh, by statute or by code. You did things illegal by the code of humanity, and you don't deserve to continue being anywhere near law enforcement or the justice system. The same goes for the uh, Kenneth Taylor Brianna, or Kenneth Walker Brianna Taylor situation. And I and, 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 and I won't say doubly so, but just as much, just as much, because Brianna Taylor did absolutely nothing wrong. Kenneth Taylor did nothing wrong or Kenneth Kenneth Walker did nothing wrong as far as we can tell because there were the whole purpose of the warrant was moot, completely moot. There is shame and blood on the head heads and hands of these people and they should be I I hope that they they have some sense of that and then they can feel that and they don't feel like it was just a mistake. It was definitely a mistake. And uh, but I hope that they understand that and, and and will repent of the things that they have done, the the evil that they have wrought in this world at their hands, maybe fully unintentionally, but they sure enough did it, and they need to realize that. And I hope that they do. Well, there's nothing that I can add uh, to that that would make that uh, any stronger or, or any more appropriate. I, I fully agree with you. And we're talking about principles of of, of humanity, like you said. Exactly. And, it's and, human and think, life we're talking about here. And, and if, if you want to say that you protect human life and you value human life and you don't, 
and and you think that I'm wrong, I I want to have a serious conversation with you. Why you think that I'm wrong? Because I, I I must be wildly off base or something if that's the case. Because to me, I see two people dead for no good reason. Right. Yep. And I and I don't know if it's if it's going to happen again. Right. There, they, they could possibly happen again, and that's why I'm so upset by this. Yeah. Well, there's there's nothing right now that that will prevent it from happening again. Right. If behavior continues, results will continue. Yep. And uh, and and, uh, you know, we just we have to, to speak the truth. We have to speak the truth as we as we see it and understand it and uh, get it out. Some more people, because I think it's it's uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that uh, I was not as informed on this topic uh, as I am now. And I'm not nearly as informed as I need to be. Uh, and it's going to be something that I'm going to make uh, a priority for me to be uh, more aware of it so that I can speak when necessary to, to maybe help in some fashion. To, or, to, or at least to let other people paid. understand. So many people just don't know. These kinds of stories get buried, and it's like it's like you, you – you, I'm not going to get make this political right now, but it, it, they just get buried, and people need to know and understand these, these, these kind of things are not extremely rare. Yes. Well, that, that's why sometimes you, you've just got to say stuff. Right? Sure, absolutely. Because, uh, but when when you don't, you're, you're complicit uh, uh, in 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 a uh, not a direct way, but but in a way that doesn't do anything to stop it. And and so I think that that's why these uh, discussions that we have, at least to me, are important. And I'm hoping that they're they're important to to others in some fashion. Yeah, I agree. And that we can make a difference. And that we can make a difference. By, by getting uh, getting some of these topics out uh, in front of uh, in front in front of others to hear. Absolutely. Well, I guess Jordan, on that note, uh, Doyle, yeah, we should probably call that the end. Yeah, um, uh, you know, and and we should you know tonight say a, a special prayer for the the the, the folks that that survived this and and even the perpetrators, right? Because uh, you know, as we said early on, we don't know that they're they're evil. Their hearts might be good, Absolutely but not. behavior is what we're talking about. The behavior and the results. And when I say that they I, I, they need to feel the shame, I want them to because I want them to understand and be able to grow beyond this and to help understand why these things are wrong and to help end these bad things from happening because yes. they're some of the ones that are in the best positions to be able to make those changes and help help this world move forward. Change starts with acknowledgement, and that's exactly what you're talking about. So, yep. All right, my friend, have a good night. You too, sir. Good, good talking with you again. As always, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.